Welcome to Around the Table. In part two of this series about providing spiritual leadership to our families, Elder Brother Greg Lehman focuses on the special role of mothers, particularly during this current lockdown. There's a scripture that says, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Proverbs 14.1 I'm going to move through some of these scriptures with encouragement to you as mothers and your spiritual impact and leadership in the home a little quicker. So I won't, we may not have time to turn to those. I'll reference them. Or first, Let's talk about first what the household is. The household is a house. It's a household. It's a home. It's a family in its use in the King James Version. But to pluck means to beat down, to destroy, or to tear apart. And she does it with her own hands. We could focus on that. That would be negative. I want to talk about the ways that a mother builds up her house. And you know I like acronyms. So I'm going to use the acronym of M-O-T-H-E-R, a mother. We're going to talk about modeling, obedience, teaching, humility, encouraging, and reputation. So let's begin with modeling. A mother has an incredible ability and opportunity to model the character qualities that they want to see and they want their children to embrace, that they want to be braced in their own home. In 1 Corinthians 4.16 and again in, in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, the scripture says that be ye followers of me, even as I, also, I am also of Christ. So we start out. And much again, take heed to ourselves was the message that we shared with our brothers and now to our sisters. And these messages are not gender specific. We recognize that. Be followers of Christ. Be the example. We know in Deuteronomy that it says, we shall teach them diligently to our children. Talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. We know that a mother has intensified opportunities, even above that as a father, to do those things. So some practical examples. Do you take time to sit with your child in your lap and read them a book that teaches truths and values? We know that can be done through Bible story books. We also know that there's other books, other opportunities just to be there, teaching them basic life skills, colors, shapes. Taking time to role model that they're important. Let's talk about obedience. Are you teaching your children submission to authority in their lives? To obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. As they must give account, that they may do it with joy, not with grief, for that's not profitable to you. That's that's the exhortation from Hebrews 13, 17. And we're thankful when there are those who are spiritual leaders in our lives, but we recognize that's not all the leaders that our children's face. There are a lot of areas in life where we have an opportunity to teach our children how to respect authority. The authority of their teachers at school. If they're a part of an extracurricular activity, the importance of being plugged in and of submitting, of being an active participant. There are teaching moments right now, aren't there? I referred to that earlier. There are going to be some incredible teaching moments as we are requested to adhere to adhere to restrictions that are that could just seem so far out there 
How do we transition the importance of obedience and submission that it's about unselfishness, that it's about compassion, that it's about caring? And of course, manners. Aren't we thankful for mothers and their teaching of manners in our homes as a part of obedience, obedience to social norms and expectations? Let's go to T. We've covered modeling and obedience, and now we're on teaching. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient. I think of a couple of things when I think of this. I think of of times where I've watched mothers sit on the floor and take time to play one more game of memory or Candyland or the shoots and ladders game that you just you can't seem to get it to end. But when we teach patience, when we role model patience, when we teach our children how to play well with each other, we know that we're teaching them how to grow into adults that as much as lieth within them will live at peace with one another. So we need to take time to teach, to be gentle and to be patient. And certainly, I have thought of this topic, I think an upcoming topic that we could consider is what does it mean to be a Christian in confinement? especially in the United States of America, where we are so used to our freedoms that they are almost our unalienable results to think that somebody could demand that I have to be confined to this house with these siblings of mine. And it's like, don't touch me. Don't be on the same couch as me. I was here first. You've heard it all, right? And as mothers, you have opportunity to teach them that the servant of the Lord must not strive And this can be hard. I'm going to go on to humility. Humility is better. It's better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. It tells us that in Proverbs 16, 19. Mothers, I I pray for your humility. I pray for your grace. I pray for your patience. I experienced this myself. But I think a mother is in intensified situations like this intensified just in their intensity themselves, but also in the number of iterations that can take place throughout the day and even can be intensified by a confined family. It takes humility, doesn't it? Not to lash back at the inappropriate behaviors of a teenager. That takes humility. And we recognize this, that a lot of times... That's really a manifestation of their own fear, their own insecurities, and their own growing pains. And having the ability to remove ourselves, not to be hurt personally by the way they approach us, but rather through spiritual leadership to respond in a soft tone. A soft tone doesn't mean it's not firm. A soft tone doesn't mean that it doesn't define the parameters and the expectations. Responding in kindness is not responding in kind. And aren't we thankful for that? When we hear tone of voice and body language and some of the disrespectful behaviors that can happen at times, spiritual leadership redirects and redefines that energy. Encouraging the E in mother. Aren't we thankful for the encouragement of our mothers? Let us consider one another 
to provoke unto love and to good works, Hebrews 10. It's in Hebrews 10. Helping with homework and projects, teaching them how to be their best in small things, and recognizing and honoring the individual gifts God has given your children. Creating an environment where they don't feel compared to each other. Creating an environment where they understand the parable of the talents, that as we've been given, we use that we are responsible for what we've been given, not responsible for what our siblings been given, not responsible for what someone else has been given, but responsible for what we've been given. And, and as mothers, to teach and to encourage and to lift up and to, to help that individual, each child, to be the best that they can be. The R for reputation. You know, I think of this verse in 1 Timothy 5.10. What an incredible definition of a godly woman. Well reported of for good works. And then I, I, I would almost, for many of you as believing mothers, I wouldn't put the word if. Matter of fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to substitute because instead of if into every one of these of these statements as it goes through here, not to alter the word, but to encourage. Well reported of for good works, because she hath lodged strangers, because she has washed the saints' feet, because she hath relieved the afflicted, because she hath diligently followed every good work. This isn't about the big things. Sometimes in here we can read that and we can think, well, these were big events. You know, lodging strangers sometimes is just opening your home to that friend your child drags home from school who's maybe never seen the inside of a Christian home before. Oh, not what it looks like and how it's furnished. But how the well-reported-of mother leads the family and welcomes that person, that stranger, into their home. But I have to think of this, just a living example, again, something very tactical and small, but if she hath relieved the afflicted, you know, this week, as we work hard to use technology to stay connected, we were FaceTiming with my grandchildren. And so my little granddaughter came on the screen and she had a great big Band-Aid across the front of her forehead. And we were all gathered around the phone. And so right away, the sympathy started pouring out. Oh, my, what happened? And we hear mom say in the background, emotional Band-Aid. Oh, I think of a mother's power to put on an emotional Band-Aid. The emotional band-aid that goes on the body somewhere of the little child who has the owie and amazing, amazingly makes it early, it, it makes it better. But I think of an emotional band-aid as a child that comes into the bedroom in the middle of the night, wringing their hands, scared, upset stomach. The problem's not physical, it's, it's fear, it's anxiety. How's dad respond? How's mom respond in those times? Does one say go back to bed and does the other one put on the emotional band-aid? Relieving the afflicted. 
mothers understand, and I encourage you in your home to understand the physical, the times that your child needs a physical band-aid. The times when they just need you to listen and to calm their fears and to put on that band-aid. And the times where they need spiritual encouragement. They need to know that Jesus is there. They need to know who Jesus is. In Proverbs 31, 27, that chapter that makes all women feel inadequate, but piece by piece is such an encouragement. In Proverbs 31, 27, it says, She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Take courage, mothers. Maybe this change has brought some real change into your home. The number of meals you need to cook. The way you need to restructure your life. How do you bring stability, consistency, and predictability to something that's just changed potentially in your home? so drastically from what it was just a couple weeks ago and labor tirelessly. We know that's your gift, and we want to encourage you in it to think of this little acronym, to model the truth, to teach obedience, to be a teacher, to be humble, to be an encourager, and to let your reputation speak for itself. Together, brothers and sisters, we can unite and understand that this is an opportunity. Let's seize the opportunity. I want to go back and ask you the question that I've asked myself and found myself in a place where I need to make adjustments. Have the partially or completely, whatever level we're going to go to, limiting quarantine, has it increased your personal awareness and your alertness? Has it aroused you to improve the spiritual leadership in your home? May God richly bless you. We pray for one another. Thanks for listening. And if you have comments on Around the Table or ideas for future episodes, let us know. In AC Central, go to the Settings menu, select User Feedback, and when the web page opens, click the Feedback on Around the Table link. Around the Table is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church of America.